welcome to K-Drama School. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Folks, I am watching Korean TV shows. I promise you I am. I am watching them. I'm just not binging through them as I used to. Also, I'm just kind of like watching them as they drop, okay? I'm just, yeah. So today, no K-drama today either. I think maybe next week there might be. But who knows? I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to talk about K-dramas when I feel like it. How about that? I guess I kind of can talk about a K-drama. So do you guys remember the show World of the Married? I talked about it, I think, like in one of the first 10 episodes of this podcast, World of the Married. And World of the Married is like one of these ratings records breaking K-dramas. It's based on a BBC show called Dr. Foster. And World of the Married is the Korean drama remake of that series. And I remember getting sucked into that show really fast because of the first episode and the way that it ended. So the ending of that pilot episode is like the protagonist standing at this party, realizing that her husband has been cheating on her. But not only that, all of her closest friends and her colleagues all knew that he was being unfaithful and they all kept it a secret from her while they were also hanging out with her husband and his mistress. And I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, I, I can't think of anything worse than that. <laughs> For some reason, like, the betrayal of that just seemed so frightening. It's her entire community. It's her entire social sphere that has turned against her and betrayed her and made a fool of her. I mean, talk about disrespect, like... They were all in on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't think of anything more frightening than that. And then in these recent weeks, I've realized like, I've been living my life the exact same way. You know, every time I have these like, uh, how do you call it? Revelations, these revelationary bumps with my head. It just changes everything. And right now I am in like a, like a lonely place. And I'm realizing that all the people that I considered my closest friends are actually not my allies at all. They're actually very dangerous people, turns out. Um, dangerous, I don't mean like they're going to kill me. But dangerous as in maybe long-term, yeah, it is a long-term murder. I mean, if their behavior causes cancer or some shit, then yeah, I mean, that is that is murder of some kind. But it's up to me, right, to take care of my health and my well-being. And so now that I have this understanding and realization that the people I kept close to me are not my allies, right? Oh, I got to revamp or, you know, change my life in some way. Starting with no longer associating myself with those people, right? And that's very difficult. And I was thinking like, oh, when's the last time I went through something like this? And it was right after high school. Uh, right after high school, when I was about to enter college, I realized that the community that I thought was my community, my Korean American church community, they were not my community. They were not my allies. They were all actually uh, making my life a living hell. And I had just come into that realization and I was figuring out a way to escape. And the only way to escape was to get the hell away from them. But I also was afraid, right? And I needed like some kind of life raft. So 
um, I chose somebody to be that life rat, but turns out he was just as fucked up and he ended up abusing me. Um, so like I, I'm at this point where I'm doing that same thing, like, but no, no life raft whatsoever. None. Like I don't have anybody to really hang on to and hold on to and be like, yeah, this is my safety net. No, there's none of that. It's I'm totally on my own. And, uh, there are resources, you know, like I do have some friends that I talk to and reach out to. Um, I do have doctors, you know, but like everybody's human and not everybody can be my one salvation. So that's another thing, right, that I'm coming into realiza- uh, realizing. And um, yeah, like that whole Dr. Foster, you know, World of the Married scene just suddenly made sense in a whole new way. Like... When you suddenly wake up from the life that you were living and you're waking up and you realize like, oh, uh, this is actually not my life at all. It's somebody else's like that waking up is it's frightening as hell and it shakes a person up. But it's so necessary. It's so, so necessary. And like, I don't know, this week, this past week, I've felt a different kind of calm. There's another uh, scene that I really love, and it's in a film called Fight Club, which, you know, is like a very masculinist film. But I love that movie, and I watch it over and over again. And I realized that the ending of that movie is, um, like, the reason why I was watching it over and over. Uh, Because the ending of that film is when the protagonist, Edward Norton's character realizes that the gun that Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt's character, is holding in his mouth is not being held by Tyler Durden, a.k.a. Brad Pitt. It's being held by himself. Like Edward Norton goes, oh, that gun's not in your hand. That's in my hand. And, you know, Edward Norton's character is like suddenly empowered. He realizes like, oh, if Tyler Durden is just in his head, just a figment of his own imagination, then... It's up to Edward Norton's character to decide whether or not Tyler Durden has control or if Edward Norton himself has control, right? Not Edward Norton, but the protagonist, the nameless protagonist, the hero of the film. And last week on Friday, I went to my holistic doctor appointment. And afterwards, I went to the I went to Malibu to go hiking at Solstice Canyon. And then I went to the beach to sit by the water and meditate. And I don't know why, but my mind drifted to some negative space. And I was like arguing with imaginary people. And I was like really defending myself. I mean, I was like fully engaged, right? And then out of nowhere, I snapped out of it. And I was like, why am I defending myself so intensely right now? This is a fake scenario. These are fake characters. This is a fake situation. This is made up in my own head. Why am I so worked up? Why am I so worked up and defending myself with this fake scenario? And I started cracking up hysterically. I was hysterically laughing in my car. Suddenly, the gun is no longer in my negative brain's hand. It's no longer in that staff sergeant's hand. It's in my hand. And I'm just like, bro, you know, take your hat off. Take your whistle off. Take off your boots. Take off your socks. Kick back. Relax. It's okay. There's nothing to be worked up about. There's nothing to be fired up about. It's all good. This shit's made up. 
These are just narratives in my head and they have no control over me. They have no say in my life. And honestly, once I came to that realization, oh, I felt so free. You have no idea. Like the dialogue, that endless dialogue, that endless stream of dialogue in my head that I could never turn off and that I felt like I had no control over. Suddenly, I had full control over it and it's like, laughably it's laughably trivial laughably trivial that's what it is it just doesn't matter anymore but yeah like that's where I'm at right now it's not to say that I don't still have emotional flashbacks and it's not like I don't have obsessive thoughts I still do but my way of snapping out of it it's just like a lot faster yeah the time between that that shit firing off in my head And then the point to where I go, okay, here I'm thinking in this way again, or I'm defending myself, or I'm explaining myself, or I'm arguing with myself. This is happening again. Why is this happening? The 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 line from that firing off to realization has reduced significantly. The distance has reduced significantly. And I think that's important. I think that is progress. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I don't know what caused it exactly. I mean, I, I'm sure it has a lot to do with like a number of things that I've been doing differently this past month. But that's that's a major one for me. It's a major breakthrough for me. So if you guys ever find yourself doing the same thing, and I know everybody does it to some extent. Some people it's not as bad, but for me it's like pretty bad. It's like a constant So if you're like me, and if it's a constant, then just realize that it's just all in your head. And it's all very funny. Because, I mean, who are you defending yourself against? You know? Who are you defending yourself to? Yeah. It's so silly. The whole thing is so silly. So yeah, let's let let that integrate. We let that integrate by hitting the high C note. What else is happening? Oh, you guys, yesterday I went to a comedian friend. Oh, you guys might have heard his um, podcast when he was here as a guest, Kevin Chu. Uh, We talked about the show Truth. It's a really good episode because Kevin is like such a great improviser. But I went to Kevin Chu's birthday party yesterday. He's a cancer. And we met at Everett Park, which is in Silver Lake. It's on top of this hill. And the this park like park in quotes it's just like a patch of grass it's basically like a town square and there are all these houses surrounding it and it's a beautiful hill a beautiful park great view and I was like I've never felt this way before but I was like I would love to live here like this is exactly the place I would like to live you know I love that little patch of green I love the trees growing in that little square and I love the houses I love the buildings I even saw one building that I would love to live in it was building number 1000 <laughs> right there building number 1000 it had this big circle window and I was like I would love to live there and Kevin Chu's parents were there and I loved talking to them Kevin Chu's parents and his younger sister Shannon I talked to them all day I was there for like a couple hours all I did was talk to them and I told them, I was like, I would love to live here. And they're like, yeah. I was like, I would love to live in that building. And they're like, why? I was like, because it's building number 1000. And they're like, yeah, that's a good number. I was like, I would love to live there because that's a good number. And yeah, I was just talking to them and having a really good time. And then Kevin Chu's dad asks me a really interesting question. 
He asked me this like three times because the first two times I kind of ignored it because I was like, I don't know why he's asking me this. He was like, what's the hardest thing about being a comedian? And I was like, I don't know. I just brushed it off. But then he like came up to me again, seriously. And he was like, come on, what, what is it? And then he got distracted and he came up to me a third time. and He was like, I'm very serious. What, what is the hardest thing about being a comic? And I just told him there's nothing difficult about being a comedian. Being a comedian is easy because I love it. What's difficult about being a comic are the other people, especially other comics. Because they're all crazy. You know, we're all crazy. All of us are batshit nuts out of our minds. And we need a lot of help. And, like, dealing with some of that is what makes it hard. It's other people. Yeah. So I just leave it there. And, you know, I, I realize, like, that is my genuine truth, though. There is nothing difficult about being a stand-up comedian. I love every bit of it. All the way down to the shitty hotels. I bask in all of it. The whole thing for me is an absolute delight and pleasure. And there's nothing I would trade for in the world for what I do now. And I'm glad that I know that. I'm glad that I know what my purpose is here on this earth. uh, In this body during this time. You know, in this lifetime. Yeah. I think that's more important than anything. Just to know what your purpose is here on this earth. What your existence is for. (laughs) What could be more important than that? Nothing. The answer is nothing. So that's it. That's it. And um, if you guys are watching my 19th life, then I will be talking about that. If you're also watching King the Land, we'll definitely be talking about that. I really like that show. So yeah, there you go. A sneak peek on what is to come. And you could follow along by by keeping keeping up with the other shows, I suppose. There you go. Enjoy the rest of your week.